I'm Lawrence Carroll, and welcome to Two Question Tuesday. I'm the author of ETS for the Long Run, Dividend Stocks for Dummies, and a contributor to Forbes.com and Barron's. Each week on Two Question Tuesday, we randomly pick and answer two questions from clients of Focus Wealth Management. This week's questions will be answered by Phil D'Angelo, Managing Director of Focused Wealth, and Michael Basante, the firm's Director of Financial Planning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Everything's great, morning, guys. How are you doing? How are you? I'm good, thanks. Okay, today's first question comes from Tony in Brick, New Jersey, and he asks, everyone is calling for a rebound in bonds. Is that likely? Will they be corporates and treasuries? And what about the outlook for other classes like high yield or emerging market debt? Yeah, so look, we've been bullish on bonds uh, for about uh, four to five months now, as stated on the show many times. I think that there are really great buys, uh, specifically in the treasury complex, more on the short side now than the long. Uh, we took advantage of the long when the uh, yields on the 10-year treasury were again up in the 4.3 to 4.5% range. They've backed off dramatically since then. Uh, corporates uh, are very appealing here, but you have to really be selective. You know, Our fear is that if the economy does worsen up, uh, you really want to check your, your credit quality because corporate bond spreads have not really blown out. Uh, to where they typically do in a, in a normal recession. So um, I think that if you're looking at AA paper uh, and some of the banks, uh, they represent excellent value. Uh, certainly emerging market debt uh, has been good as the dollar has really backed off here. And I think the dollar is going to continue to weak up. Even just dollar euro today is about 108. And that's, you know, 10% uh, plus to the euro in the past. You know, let's say week uh, about a month now, three weeks, three weeks to a month. So uh, we like bonds here. Uh, we think that you are in a clip your coupon environment, a bull market in yields. You're buying bonds to have set duration. You're buying bonds for for coupon. You're buying bonds for yield and safety, and and that's what you're getting right here. You know, are you going to make cap app down the road? You know, look, that's not bonds weren't made to make cap app. They were made to produce income. And it's certainly a great environment to, to do so. But I'd be careful in some of that corporate space, especially the lower uh, rated stuff here. I prefer U.S. Treasuries more on the short end than the long end right now. I prefer uh, high rated corporates and municipal. Okay, great. And the uh, second question, the price of copper, the price of copper, which is a barometer for the global economy, on Wednesday rose to more than $9,000 a ton for the first time since June, and it was fueled by optimism that China's reopening will spur demand in the world's top consumer. In addition, aluminum, zinc, and iron are also starting the year with gains. Goldman Sachs predicts copper may hit 11,500 a ton this year. What's your view on copper, and are you buying? And if you are, are you using ETFs? So I think that one of the most important stories that is filtering into markets and the global economy right now, and really a lot of people are kind of discounting it, is the reopening of China in a lot of different for a lot of different reasons. I mean, China's economy rolled over in the beginning of 2021, and it really has been materially weak ever since due to rolling shutdowns that has caused a lot of distress on global shipping prices and the price of a lot of goods throughout the course of the world because they are the world's low-cost producer. If China begins to reopen the economy, it needs to be acknowledged because one, their economic data has been so bad for so long because it has been shut down that there is nowhere in the world that has easier comparisons than China does right now. 
So that is one of the reasons why it's very important to pay attention to what's going on in China's economy. Two, there's going to be a lot of if there is a reopening and there's more demand for goods there, copper is definitely going to go up. There was also a report in the middle of this week that they were going to start to ease certain lending standards over in China, which bodes well for construction, which would also correlate to increased demand for copper. So there's a lot of as China's economy goes, because China largely is an infrastructure and or production driven economy usually goes the price of copper. So it's very likely that if there aren't any material reasons that China's economy begins to shut down again, that the price of a lot of industrial metals could be in a particular trend higher basis. And I mean, on the second level of that is, as Phil mentioned in the earlier segment, the dollar is weakening. Industrial metals around the world are priced in dollars. So if you really look at what has happened, gold, silver, aluminum, and uh, aluminum does have a lot of in- inputs into air and defense as well. So there's a lot of demand uh, that can be extrapolated from aluminum on that side of it. I think that the pro- that most likely the path of least resistance, if China does continue this reopening trend, and you do see a reemergence of growth in the U.S. economy in the back half of this year, it's largely likely that industrial metals continue to trend higher. There's probably going to be certain ones that don't necessarily move with 100% correlation to the entire complex. So... Um, I mean, there is a copper ETF, CPER, Freeport MacMoran, Southern Copper. Again, not a solicitation to buy or sell those stocks, but those are instruments that you could potentially look at if this does continue to have legs. Well, since we're talking about um, metals and commodities, what do you think about gold and silver? So, look, uh, you know, Mike made an excellent point the other day at our asset allocation committee meeting. And, you know, when you look at the corrupt exchanges and lack of regulation and lack of oversight in the crypto markets, uh, which is why we haven't liked them for over a decade. Um, you know, I think that gold uh, really becomes an alternative once again now. And so while I'm not a gold bug, and historically because there's very little yield associated with gold, uh, I think you can have an allocation to metals here, uh, certainly in this inflationary environment. Uh, you know, you're, you're seeing names like Cliffs, like Freeport, et cetera, really move as, as some of these prices go higher. And, you know, copper, right? They say copper has a PhD in economics, and copper has really called other cycles. So to Michael's point, with China reopening, no one's calling that. With the precious metals in use, especially over the battery stuff uh, and, and semiconductor chips and, and production all throughout the world, I think once again, gold uh, can gain a foothold here and probably perform equal as the S&P 500 this year uh, or you know, certainly provide a close to a double-digit return. Yeah, my bullish. I have a pretty bullish stance on gold at the current juncture, and we talked about it in our asset allocation meetings. Gold likes certain things. There's this rumor and myth that gold likes high inflation. Gold does not like accelerating rates of inflation because in in an accelerating inflationary environment, the Fed is raising interest rates and bonds are paying more in yield, and gold has to compete with asset flows in that, and gold does not pay a dividend. Gold likes slowing growth, inflation, but stagnant or decelerating rates of inflation, we are going into the exact environment that gold tends to perform well. And there's a couple other variables in terms of the expanding money supply relative to gold and production, but it looks like it's in a pretty good framework, similar to where it was in the fourth quarter of 2018 before it actually started to, and from an economic regime, started to perform really well. So I think 
With the dollar weakening, that can be a very solid asset class for 2023 into 2024. Even though it hit a nine-month high today and it's already up like about 150 bucks since Christmas, you think it's it still hasn't up? gone anywhere since the middle of 2020, though. What do you mean? It's up already 150 bucks. What do you mean it hasn't gone anywhere? In like the past couple months, but since the middle of 2020, gold has basically been consolidated sideways in a pattern, hasn't moved. Okay. That's when we were getting a lot of questions about gold in the beginning to middle of 2020. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, guys. That was great. And um, if you'd like to submit a question, send it to our email address, which is question at twoquestiontuesday.com. And we'll be back next week.